Hey everyone, it's Tony. It's David. And we're two dudes talking Disney movies. So our topic today is live action movies. As everyone's aware, Disney has started, uh, you know, releasing live action versions of some of their classics and uh, just going to talk about how we feel about it. How about you, Dave? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, you know, we've been, Tony and I have been sitting here, we've been researching this a little bit and like we keep thinking what was the original like live action remake and we've we name a movie we 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 check we we realize we're wrong we go back we go back uh but they've they're actually you know they're almost at a, a decade of of remakes of retelling of their classic stories and uh we just thought we'd take a little bit of time to review them and well they're they're really a little bit past a decade so i would say in the modern era the the first remake is uh, alice uh in wonderland which was released in 2010 but there was actually one before that that Correct. we thought about. We, we, yeah, we've been debating whether we're calling this the first because it's not in this modern series, if you will. But uh, the, the first being the 1996 remake of 101 Dalmatians. With uh, Glenn Close's excellent Cruella de Vil. Yes, and, and I like that. Uh, I, I was a fan of that movie. But but it wasn't... It's like almost like a different era. It wasn't this, this blitz of live-action remake. Right. It, it was... Uh, I, you know, it was standalone, really. It wasn't there. Um, I, I liked that movie. I, I, as you know, and everyone knows, I'm not a fan of a lot of this remaking. I, I you know, it's like, okay, like, w- did we run out of ideas? We're just taking things off right. the shelf. Now, they do sometimes take them like Maleficent, which is the story of Sleeping Beauty, but they flipped it and they're telling it from Maleficent's view. Um, how this new Maleficent you know, Maleficent Returns, Electric Boogaloo uh, 2, uh, whatever they're calling it, you know, how, however the, that's going to be played, where does it fit into the story? I, I, I just don't know. But I think it was cool that it was from from her, her point of view. So it, it was a story you were familiar with. You knew Flora, Fauna, and Meriwether. Sleeping Beauty, you know, Princess Aurora was there. But that wasn't the crux, the main crux of the story. Correct. Um, you know, would you rather have that? Or, or would, you know, I, I think it kind of cheapens it if it's just a direct retelling. Right. You know, it, it even with the direct retellings, though, like Beauty and the Beast, okay, that was pretty much the straight story. It's still cool to see the films translated into real life. Right. And then there's the question of the, the Lion King um, <laughs> live action because all the animals right. are not live action. I mean, uh, which, which is the same story with The Jungle Book. Both correct. The Jungle Book and Lion King are being directed by John Favreau, who was the director of Iron Man and Iron Man 2. But, you know, you've got all these animals in this movie. Now, Jungle Book at least had some people. Correct, some people. Where Lion King has not Lion King is just complete straight live action computer animated characters. Yeah. So while it looks live and computer technology has come a long way, you know, in the past uh, 30 years, I mean, look at, you know, it was such a big technological advancement when Sully, you know, when they could animate each one of his his hairs, hairs, you know, that was such a big deal. And now you've got, you're animating hair on animals that look completely real and aren't just animated. Correct. Um, So it'll be interesting to see how, how that comes across and if the public goes for it. I mean, I, I think they will. Right. You know, we, we just had the release of Aladdin, which I don't know if you've seen it yet. I have not seen Aladdin yet. It's an, it's an excellent movie. Um, a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Uh, and in that movie, uh, Raja, the tiger, 
is is animated, uh, kind of along the same lines of The Walking Dead. Uh, you know, just an animated tiger, but everyone else is real. Um, it just amazing. You know, some of the effects that they can do uh, with these computers. Uh, you know, you kids and your computers. Um, just mind blowing. We're a long way from Tron. We are. Yeah. We are, and uh, it's it's very cool to see. Um, so, what what are your thoughts on on some of these well, live I, I action mean, films? I, again, like I like original content, and it's just retelling, and it's just it seems like it's a money machine. They're just they're 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 pumping these things out, making money off of them, and it's really you know I, I don't know I, I I don't like the Maleficent thing. I you know it goes back to my whole uh, Darth Vader thing too, where I, I the world we live in nowadays, we got to feel bad for the bad guy. You know, it's 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 just a whole thing. And, and when I was a kid, Darth Vader was the evilest person in the universe because he was an evil person. And now it's got to be he. Now you've got to feel bad for him correct. because he's a paraplegic and right. he lost his legs. You know, exactly. And and that seems to be, you know, it went from Darth Vader to Wicked to Maleficent, where now the, the, the villain has this bad sobs backstory that as much as they're bad and, you know, they're trying to... They're they're slaughtering people. They're hurting people. We got to feel bad for them. And she's, I, I just, she's not a villain. She's just misunderstood. Right, right. You know. And I I just I don't agree with it. Everyone gets a trophy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because if I try to get my girls, uh, who are now seventeen and fourteen, if I try to get them to sit down to watch the animated Sleeping Beauty, um, and and most of those classic movies uh, clock in at about 65, 70 minutes. Yes. You know, they're they're not that long they really don't want it. It's, you know, as much as I appreciate classic animation and it's all hand-drawn, I think it's really lost on on kids these days. So, you know, I, I understand your perspective of it's it's cheap, it's a money grab, they're not really bringing anything new to the table. However, on the other hand, they're getting the stories out to a new generation in an acceptable format. You know, because a lot of kids don't want to sit in front of the television for 70 minutes or on their device for 70 minutes and watch a movie. So you are bringing your stories to a whole new generation just in a different way. Now, it's funny because I just uh, read a news article the other day about, um, you know, we all know the Diary of Anne Frank. Well, there's this other young girl. um, She was, I believe she was from Poland. And she also had a diary and... Uh, they've taken her diary and they turned it into 70 Instagram stories. And they're all not long, you know, because I, I don't know what the limit is for the size of a story on Instagram. But these 70 chapters, you know, are this girl's diary right out, leading right up until her to her execution at a, at, a, at a prison camp. But that's the method that kids do yeah. these days. So, you know... In another year, is Disney going to be releasing the Instagram story of Cinderella starring an actress and a cast of hundreds? And, you know, is is Disney, is it really a money grab or are they just bringing their stories to a new platform? You know, it's a good point. I I get it. And and we're looking at it from the standpoint of of us, but you are correct. The the younger generation, but, you know, sitting home with a four-year-old, Watching, you know, Zootopia or um, Moana over and over and over again, I don't think, you know, uh, the younger group really does delineate between, like, 
wow, this is Sleeping Beauty or this is Maleficent live action. They're, you know, they're just watching it. Right, like they have no concept of Walt's old Correct. men, you, you know, know, the classic animators that were working on these films. So, do you... Now, Amelia just turned four. Happy Correct. happy birthday. Yes, thank you. yes, happy birthday. Does she... Do, do you... I don't want to say force her because that's kind of the wrong word, but does she watch the classic movies? Oh, God, will, yeah. will you sit uh, down and throw she, them on? No, we do. And, um, and especially since they're re-released, she... It was actually kind of... Uh, we, we haven't recorded a show in a while, and one of the reasons we haven't recorded is Tony and I have been traveling, and, and, and since the last time I think we recorded a show, I think I may have been to Disney World twice, Disneyland once, Tony's been to Disneyland. Yeah. Um, you know, we right before we went away, Pinocchio, we watched Pinocchio, and, and to go to Disney World, and, or excuse me, Disneyland, and to go into Pinocchio's ride, and to go uh, even on the Storybook Circus, and to go into the Whale's Monster. You know? right. Yeah, no, we... we rotate the movies out and she has the collection and uh my father buys her a new disney movie as they come out and we have the whole collection that we've got at this point and that she's accumulated in four years on earth and uh we we rotate what she watches and she'll watch the old ones just as much as she watches the new ones and and i I think that's probably rare um because a lot of people don't have access to some of the uh, older films and i'm sure that when disney play come i'm sorry disney plus uh, comes out in November, yes. and Disney's entire movie catalog is available on there. You know that's going to be once again a new platform, uh, even though a lot of their movies are currently on Netflix. Um, but it will be a new platform and new exposure for a new generation. So, uh, you know, I get what Disney's doing. Um, like you, David, I, I just don't. Sometimes I don't think that it's a good retelling. Right. It, you know, I was uh, I went into Aladdin. With very low expectations and came out really enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, I think it might even have been a little better. I thought Beauty and the Beast was was very good. Um, I really liked Aladdin. Cheryl said that she would actually go back and see Aladdin again. I I I will say so far I think the biggest disappointment out of all of them has been Dumbo. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I actually have some family members telling that they thought Dumbo was too dark for for kids. It well, was, it's it was, it's Tim Burton. Yeah, you know and, it was a little. A little dark, you know, it was a little, you know, uh, not, a, you know, not, I don't say not appropriate, but it was a little bit scary right? Uh, for the littler kids. And, yeah. And I think so far Dumbo's probably been the one, you know, it was still a success. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like it was a bomb in the box office, but uh, right. I think out of all of them so far, Dumbo's been the one you have. Like you said, we have Lion King coming up in July, Maleficent coming up in uh, October, and then next year we have... Uh, well, there's rumors. There's a Prince Charm, uh, Prince Charming, there, on the there's slate. there's Prince Charming, um, say, but we we definitely have a Mulan confirmed Mulan. That was for I was, 2020. I knew I had one written uh, down somewhere. Cruella Deville. Yep. Once again, it it along the lines of Maleficent, we're we're gonna get the story of 101 right. Dalmatians from the Cruella Deville from we're the villain feel, angle. We're gonna have to feel bad for a lady that wants to skin 101 puppies alive. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we're gonna get that in 2020. Uh, what I think is really interesting is that with Disney Plus uh they actually are going to be premiering when this when the service starts on November 12th they're going to have a live action version of Lady and the Tramp. So uh it's not only theatrical releases but now they're starting to do them uh you know on through on through streaming other service. other platforms and streaming services. I thought you were going to talk about the Mandalorian. I was like I can't wait. No, no, that's that, that's that's a whole different show. Um, you know, and you talk about Tim Burton. Uh, Tim Burton also directed Alice in Wonderland, which which was a, I think it was good for him because there's a lot of, 
weirdness yes. in that yeah, movie. Yeah, like that, that's, that was a perfect... You know, that, uh, that's a perfect Tim Burton, Edward Scissorhands. By the way, one of my favorite rides. Oh, really? Since we, we, we're doing the, you know, we mentioned the Disneyland thing. Would you agree? Uh-huh. I, I agree. That is, yeah, that that is, is a great is, ride. I, I Not to get off topic, but I don't understand why they don't, with the crowd level of the Magic Kingdom, why they don't add all those little classic dark rides in a section in the back of the Magic Kingdom. I don't get it. Because it gives uh, some exclusivity to Disneyland, yeah, and some of those rides are only available there. That's not what people want nowadays, Tony. Yeah. That's why you've got Guardians and uh, Tower of Terror and two separate parks. Um, but back to... Uh, Sorry, we, di- Sorry yeah, we digress. We digress. <laughs> uh, back to movies. Um, you know, we, we look at Alice in Wonderland, and then what did they do? Uh, they released Alice Through the Looking Glass, yes. which was a sequel, which, once again, talking about not performing well, right. didn't do so hot. Um, we do have this October... Um, Maleficent Mistress of Evil, yes, uh, which is the official title. Um, you know, I think it's great when you go in with a, a a live action movie because you've got the framework, you've got the original movie. Now, I don't want a frame for frame retelling. Correct. I want something different. Uh, add some new songs, which is you know what Beauty and the Beast did. It's what Aladdin does. Um, uh, you know, and and even uh, I'll go back to Dumbo for a second. Uh, while it wasn't a musical, Baby Mine, which was all over the trailer and is a very, you know, was done in a very sad, right. melancholy type way in the trailer and really brought a tear to your eye and was really moving, was in the film for about nine seconds. And it's funny because, you know, they were uh, some things with the, the retellings. They cut the scene when they first started playing The Lion King. They cut uh, Be Prepared. And one of the reasons they cut Be Prepared was because there was some... Uh, overtures, if you if you remember the marching, the high stepping marching, like like the Nazis, and when they they cut it, but they actually had to put it back in because it, it is a, a, a an integral part of yeah, the story. An integral part of the story where it, it you know so I do I one of the things I do like about the live action remakes is they are not scene for scene. They do change them, right. which at least okay, you'll see something new. But they, they still do have to pay, you know, homage to the the original content. And like right. in this case, with The Lion King, they actually had to put a scene back in yeah. that they tried to change. And in, in Dumbo, they had to remove the crows. Correct. Because, you know, racial stereotypes and while that was, you know, quote unquote acceptable uh, back in the 40s, uh, you know, it just, uh, or 50s, it, it doesn't go over well these Correct. days. Um, so scenes like that had to be cut. So it's, um, you know, like David says, a lot of stuff is done in homage, um, which, which is cool and I appreciate. And it's also stuff being done, you know, with computer graphics, computer, you know, imagery. I don't think you could have handled some of these remakes. You know, you never could have done Aladdin without the computer graphics to do some of the genie stuff. Um, so 10 years ago, these movies wouldn't have been, Possible twenty years ago, they definitely would have been Correct. would not have been possible. Um, so, with that comes bigger budgets, which then there's you know you're forced to it's got to be a big opening, so you've got a big marketing blitz, and then when something underperforms, then everybody calls in question. Well, should they be making a remake? Should where what is the live We're action really call the way this to go? The solo uh, conundrum. The solo conundrum. The solo conundrum. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. You go back and look at it. I think Solo was a great movie. I loved it. It was I could I could watch it again and again. I watch it again and again on Netflix. But you know, bad reviews in the beginning. People hating on the fact that they were retelling Han Solo's. You know, the, the, 
and the Rotten Tomato score came out, and it wasn't what they thought it would be. But at the end, if you look financially, the movie was a success. They made money off that movie. Right. But just there's hate that goes along with it. Right. That, you know, and, and that's what happens with some of these live action movies is is they there's that hate that goes along with it and that that and that's it. Right. Like I know my brother in law and sister in law are big fans of The Lion King, uh, the animated version. And yeah. that that's kind of their movie as a couple. Yeah. And I'm sure they're excited for the new version. But it would be interesting to to ask them, you know, will this does this enhance like your thought of the Lion King or, or is it, uh, it's like, you know, well, like, do they feel, why are they doing it? Like everybody, like everybody else feels. Um, that being said, I think that Lion King will probably be the summer blockbuster. biggest movie of the summer. Um, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's not going to eclipse, you know, uh, Avengers. Right. Well, actually, I think your, your, your biggest Disney movie of the summer is probably going to be Spider-Man. Well, Spider-Man's really technically, technically a Sony, Sony movie, but, yeah, but it's but a Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe movie. You know, it's convoluted. It's like it's like mine and Tony's relationship. It's right. Very, very convoluted. <laughs> there's many layers. There's <laughs> no, but I, you know, I'll go see it uh, like I do most Disney movies. Um, yeah, because we get to see the most sad and disappointing moment of our childhood in ultra high def 4K. It's going right, to be great. Right. We're going we're, we're to be crying in the movie theater, and our kids are going to be looking at us like like we're crazy. <laughs> Um, you know, look, looking down the pike, uh, the one, one live action movie that I will say I am uh, excited for is uh, Pinocchio. Yeah. Because uh, Tom Hanks is Geppetto. Geppetto, yeah. And, which, and it's Tom Hanks. Right. It's Tom, how, how can you not love Tom Hanks and his association with Disney yeah. and Disney movies and Pixar is, uh, is pretty good. Um, all right. So, uh, I don't know. What, 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 what are you, your thoughts? Yeah, Tell what us are your comments. thoughts? You know, comment Tell below and... Maybe we'll get one person to comment. Yes. Let's see if we can get one maybe, person to comment. Maybe Buddy will comment. Yeah, okay, I'll get Buddy to do it. So, <laughs> uh, so actually, you know who I'm going to call out to comment is my cousin Nikki. Because she is a, a, a big movie person. She goes to all the remakes. Uh, we go to Disney with her a lot. We just went down in April and ran the race together. So, Nikki, tell us your thoughts in the comments below. On yeah, live do you like live action remakes or is it just a, a bunch of crap? Correct. So, uh, until next time, I'm Tony. I'm David. And, and we're, we're two, two dudes, dudes talking Disney movies. <laughs>